0: Andrea Ocasio-Cortez
1: has endorsed Bernie Sanders for president. Damn, damn, another young woman turned into an older man promising to pay for college. (laughs) You hate to see it, Colin. You really do. (laughs) I thought that was a pretty funny joke. That's from Saturday Night Live. She's my sugar baby! So, a couple of things to update you on. Uh, You know, if you're in the middle of them, you know they're happening when you got the biggest state in the country and Thousands of thousands of people evacuating or on fire. Millions of people in the dark with no electricity. Yes. Uh, This message brought
2: to you by the Democratic Party. And uh, don't let anybody tell you it's global warming or climate change. It's bad governance and bad management. Kowtowing to the environmental lunatic fringe. I consider myself an environmentalist. I love the great outdoors. I would be in the great outdoors right now, given my druthers. It's the environmental wackadoos and and the crony capitalists of the Public Utilities Commission. It's bad government,
1: not climate change. And the leader of ISIS was uh, all shot up and blown to bits yesterday. Unfortunately, he took some people with him, but uh, not Americans.
2: His vice psychopath was killed as well in a separate raid. So the number 3 guy is uh, watching the sky and and praying right now. So um it's, we played it's probably good news for al-Qaeda because they were rivals. Now people are wondering whether without al-Baghdadi, uh the personality conflicts that uh, kept them apart, uh, they might merge their efforts. Should be interesting.
1: Can you play the clip from the uh, World Series again of uh Donald Trump being introduced, or they put him on the up on the jumbotron. He was there. He didn't throw out the first pitch. They decided that that would have been a disaster.
0: Trump,
1: Mago! are you trying to booers the president? So booers. So that crowd did not like Trump. If you uh it, it would have been interesting to see, I don't know what the politics of are of the Houston fans, but it'd be interesting to see if you were in a you know a red state somewhere where you got the sort of people that show up at those rallies, what the crowd would have been like. Mm-hmm. Um uh, he introduced Trump. We are polarized. Uh I'm going to jump to uh, one of my favorite stats that came out of this long article I read over the weekend about how polarized we are and it's it's damn troubling. I don't know where this goes. Um Trump is the most polarizing president we've ever had they, they they come to that statistic of what percentage of his own party likes him and then what percentage of the other party likes him and that and then the cross section of doesn't like and everything like that yeah so he's the most polarizing president we've ever had the number two most polarizing president we've ever had in u.s history is barack obama number three ...is George W. Bush. Wow. So the last three presidents are one, two, three on a graph going this direction. That's just where we are as a populace. I mean, you see it all around you. You see it when you watch TV, when you listen to music. it's That's just where we are. So it's not something unique to Trump. That's the trajectory we were on. Uh, a couple of different polls that uh, came out of this article in the Washington Post that were really interesting. Nine in ten Americans say they're frustrated by the uncivil and rude behavior of many politicians. That's really troubling. Yeah. The same number of people say they are tired of leaders compromising my values and ideals, and want leaders who will stand up to the other side. Nice. <laughs> so, okay. Where I hate the polarization, but you know what? I hate just as much is compromising. I, <laughs> I hate that. I don't know what you'd do with that. Oh boy! <laughs> you get more than two parties. You, you drink. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's not a bad idea either. Uh, The only common ground seems to be, according to a Pew study, the agreement that things are terrible. Overwhelming (laughs) majorities in both political parties say the extent of polarization is growing worse, and half of them say this is a cause for concern. I'd say it is. In your opinion, are things terrible? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) And 70% of Democrats, 75% of Republicans say that the disagreements go with the other party, go beyond policy difference. Uh, they say there's no longer an agreement about basic facts. The gulf is wide because politics is carried out in alternate and competing universes. There's nothing True here that we don't already know right, or would disagree
2: with. I think it's worth noodling through once in a while, though, to remind yourself. It's easy to get caught up in like the excitement of the crowd, your crowd, your political crowd, and, and lose sight of, all right, why do I feel this way? How did I get this way? Why am I screaming at the top of my lungs? And, you know, the factors are the ones we've discussed, polarized media, ideological bubbles, people signaling to their side that I'm on your side by going further and further to that side. So they're absolutely certain you understand I'm on your side. I'm for abortion into the sixth grade leaves no doubt that you're way pro-choice. In a way that, if you said, you know, I'm for a sensible sliding scale, like most Americans, first trimester, I don't like it, but I'm okay with it. Second, etc. That's way, way, way too subtle. People don't. I didn't even hear that. I'm
1: too busy. I don't know how you stand, so you signal it by going way out. If you're older, you know this. If you're younger, it might be hard to believe. But as we talked about before, when I was younger, um, what party somebody favored was not something you would ever know. It never came up in conversation. And if somebody mentioned it, like if you were at a backyard barbecue and somebody just said, I'm a Democrat or I'm a Republican, you might have thought, why are you telling me this? <laughs> why Why did you bring that up? That's weird. And you wouldn't have cared. Right. That's just that's the way it was. Well, that's not the way it is now, Joe. Political scientists and pollsters have been char- char- charting The deepening polarization for years, highlighting what has been a steady increase in negative perceptions of people who identify with the other party. Here's one example from the Pew report. 55% of Republicans say Democrats are immoral. Up from 47% just a couple of years ago. Mm. Similar on the other side with Democrats. Uh, It's jumped from 35 to 47% in two years. Wow. Wow. of people who'd say the other side is immoral. If you believe the other side is immoral, you don't want them at your backyard barbecue. You don't want your daughter or son to marry them. Yeah. You don't want them to move in next door. No. If you believe they're immoral. All right, you can't motivate people to vote these days in the age of
2: uh, constant entertainment and hyperbole with a, I believe our policies are somewhat more wise than the other ones. You've got to convince people that they are at risk for their very lives Because the other side are uh, aligned closely with al-Baghdadi
1: and Satan. Right. Pew uses what pollsters call a feeling thermometer, which asks people to use a... Is that an oral
2: feelings thermometer, just out of curiosity, or or the other kind? Anyway, go
1: on. (laughs) Probably not important to know. Uh, They asked people to use a scale of 1 to 100 to numerally express feelings toward someone or some group on the feeling thermometer. Ah, I see. Today, 83% of Republicans, 79% of Democrats, so let's call it 80%, give those in the other party ratings that are either somewhat cold or very cold on that chart. Compared to just two years ago, Republicans are 14 points chillier in their assessment of Democrats. Democrats are 18 points frostier in their assessment of Republicans. Wow. There has been an especially sharp rise in the percentage of people who give the opposing party members a very cold rating. Mm. A related measure highlights why this problem can't be solved easily. Today, the percentage of people who are both warmer in their assessments of their own party and cooler toward the other side has grown a lot. Among Republicans, this this percentage has jumped, for for instance, 49%. Two years ago to seventy five percent today. It jumped twenty six points. Wow. Since they did it in twenty sixteen, and these are twenty eighteen numbers, so it's just <sighs> two years. Grew by half? Among Democrats, it has risen from fifty three percent to seventy one percent. No, virtually the same numbers. But it's just incredible. Yeah. Huge leaps in just a couple of years for the oh no, the other side is immoral and bad, really bad. I mean, I have a bad feeling about them. Wow. I have the solution, Jack. And it's going to anger and disgust
2: everyone. Ladies and gentlemen, your independent ticket for president President Mitt Romney, Vice President Joe Manchin, who is the most moderate Democrat in the Senate, the barely Republican Romney, the barely Democrat Manchin, with the agreement that Joe Manchin will have a big role in the administration, and I wonder what the reaction would be once, you know, the the really strongly partisan people got over their shock and horror at the very idea. I wonder if that would win. Because there's a great, there is exhaustion over the hyper-partisanship. Okay, I so, know it.
1: So that gets to, and I'm not going to get into this now, maybe later I will. Um, George Will had a column over the weekend Amer- that fits in with this perfectly. Americans' current political moment might be so bad that it becomes good. And it gets to, you reach a point where everybody says, okay, this is just not working. Right. You know what? I think the
2: attitude, and I want to hear more about the Will column, but is that I'm sick of this, but I dare not let down my guard because I'm constantly under attack for my politics or at work or online or whatever. I'm getting the Facebook posts. So I, I don't want to let down my guard, but I'm really kind of tired of this. I, I think that's true.
1: And again, the headline really is. Trump is the most polarizing president we've ever had, according to statistics. but Obama's second and yeah. W is third. yeah, we just we've changed as a country. you know, I became aware uh, not long
2: ago as a golfer that sometimes you have to make such a bad swing that you realize what you've been doing wrong. It's got to be disastrous before you recognize what you're doing and I think that's probably something like George will's point, huh we're We're just so whacked now we might recognize how whacked we are
1: so we've got uh, a little more on the the uh, assassination of blowing up of the the the, the good killing of baghdaddy to tell you we, have, we i think need, it's pronounced baghdad we gotta play the al sharpton clip again if you haven't heard al sharpton breaking the news that's a must hear <laughs> also checking in on the outages and the wildfires and everything coming up on the armstrong and getty show
0: armstrong
2: and getty show or whether we have more to go to build a movement of resistance but resist
1: we much we must and we will much about that be committed Now, we have been playing that clip of Al Sharpton for years. And And will for many years to come. Mocking his inability to speak like a human. Yes. Um, This is how he dealt with the al-Baghdadi story yesterday.
0: President Trump said that because of the killing of al-Baghdadi,
2: that the world is a better place. And I would give credit to he and those that were responsible for it. But we have a lot of work that must still be done in the area of terrorism, in the same area of the world where al-Baghdadi
0: Baghdadi was, and in our own nation. <laughs> I,
2: I, 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 I was so uh, horrified and it's, hypnotized by your verbiage, I have no idea what you just said. It's to me.
1: like art. And I like when he at the end on both of those clips, he really tries to pull it together. Let's finish big, and then he does. Right? It it is like our It's like
2: Cuba. Start where the lady has three eyes, and and she's flat. You know, it's it's like the English language, <laughs> but it's just twisted.
1: Okay, so for uh, the West Coast, particularly the state of California, uh, fires, power outages, it's just it's it, it's out of control. Some of this is. Um, This is just the sort of thing that Mother Nature does. I mean, where I live, it it was the strongest wind I've ever been around in my life, I think. It was just, it sounded like a freight train was going through my house all night long. It was a
2: non-tornado. It was for hours. Yeah, it was
1: just sustained wind. It was crazy.
2: Hundreds of thousands have been evacuated from their homes and and for legitimate cause, too. I mean, it's not like hyper-cautious. Maybe a little cautious, but with winds that powerful and fires that widespread, it's crazy.
1: And then you combine that with the mismanagement of the electrical grid in California, and then you got a real, real disaster on your hands, and it's shutting off the power preemptively for millions of people. Biggest shut-off, shutoff in our nation's history, and there's going to be a bigger one tomorrow.
2: Yeah. yeah. It's just
1: incredible. Third world country,
2: Calunicornia. You know, just give me 30 seconds on this. It's making me crazy. I don't know how it started. All I care about is that it end. The whole I give credit to he and the people who advised him. It's become like a trend now. You hear it in sports all the time. I tell you what, I think, uh, or, um, well, it's, if there's an and, you change the case. If I give credit to him is correct then it's I give credit to him and those who advise him. It doesn't turn it into a he. I spoke to he and his family. No, no. If you spoke to him and her, I spoke to him and her. I think we got it drummed into our heads. Him and her went to the store is wrong. I think you... Stop it! I heard Maggie Haberman, who is a d- 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 respected mm, journalist with the New York Times, do it over the
1: weekend. Okay, well, Stop she's it. trying to be cool grammatically. Stop Sharpton's it. just floundering. You're giving him too well, much he, credit for he, well, having he's thought idiot. about that at all. Right. <laughs> What's coming up in your news, Marshall Phillips?
0: Well, California on fire while well, millions sit in the dark. You got your ISIS founder and leader Al Baghdadi dead, and you only have two more airfare deal days left this year. Coming up. Somebody pointed out in the text line about the politics.
1: Remember when you're pointing at somebody else, you got four fingers pointing <laughs> back at you. No,
2: you don't.
1: Remember that. Look at your hand. You ever heard that one before? <laughs> How do you. I don't even ow
2: that hurts in this case i can't see them point at me because there's no electricity that's right you're sitting in the dark well you shouldn't live in haiti i mean california
1: i'll tell you in the modern world though your electricity is out you if you have enough power to have internet that changes your life yes that might be the new most important thing i spoke to several people whose power is on but the internet company cuts service so uh, that hurts. Well, for my kids, when I got the uh, generator going and got the internet back, that they they they, they, they their mood changed completely. Dad's a hero. Yeah, and you can fire up the the Netflix on your laptop or whatever. Um, well,
2: so, whatever happened to a little pinochle,
1: Jack? <laughs> maybe a nice game of Monopoly. Board games. Board games. Yes. 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 B O R E D. Oh boy. It's hard to get the modern kid to play uh, the Monopoly type of get- game. It's, not quite it's hard as... to get me to, too. too. <laughs> no, thank you. Not quite as fast-paced as uh, your modern uh, TV show or whatever. Now the game of life, at least you got that spinner. Mm-hmm. Blew. It's um, fun, good times. Some interesting stuff happened in the Democratic race over the weekend. Well, I should bring you up to speed on, just uh, kind of for fun. Some of it's funny. That swing, swinging bong, smoking naked,
2: hairbrushing uh, gal dropped out of Congress. Aww. She's uh, resigning, which Why? is she was kind of fun. Well, she was fun to follow. Are there Any new pictures? Now it's a bunch of a bunch of back to a bunch of attorneys who carefully measure each
1: word. Stay tuned. Marshall's news next.
2: Armstrong and Getty. <laughs>
1: So, the S&P 500 opened at a record high today. Wow. Um, that's the sort of news that gets obliterated by so many different things going on. Um, partial trade agreement with China. Uh, variety of reasons they're throwing at it. but
2: Yeah, I have so much fun stuff over here to talk about, too. But there's so much serious happening in the world. and Certainly, uh, on the West Coast, where so many Armstrong and Getty listeners live,
0: what yeah. are you going to do? Well, Let's yeah. see
2: how much we can get to.
0: Uh, News now with Marshall Phillips. Well, California's governor declaring a statewide emergency because of the growing wildfires that have nearly 200,000 people under evacuation orders. A Kincade Fire in Evacuate northern... Evacuate to where? Just go. Run for your lives. The Kincaid Fire in northern California's wine country has now burned more than 66,000 acres, and it is only 5% contained. And this morning, you got a new fire in L.A. that's burning near the Getty Center uh, Museum, Mount St. Mary's College, and hundreds of multi-million dollar homes. You have a number of people being evacuated there. All this while people, or rather power, is still out to millions of people in Northern California. But it may not come back on any time soon. The blackouts may not end once the last uh, winds pummeling parts of the state die down. Well, some of the areas have been given the all-clear for crews to start restoring power. More strong winds are expected Tuesday, and PG&E says that could also lead to more power shutoffs. At
1: at what point is this beyond an emergency? Is there something beyond an emergency? You can't have millions of people with no electricity for weeks and weeks and, and say this will likely go on for 10 years. It will call for a change in policy. But it's it got to happen like immediately.
2: Right, right. And by the way, coming up and thank goodness finally this sort of thing has spread beyond the Armstrong and Getty show headline in the Wall Street Journal, Fires and Blackouts Made in Sacramento. Newsom tries to deflect blame, but PG&E is the agent of his policies. Thank you. Good Here one. You go.
0: President Trump confirming the death of the founder and leader of ISIS. He was killed in a U.S. military operation in northern Syria. He will be missed. Speaking at the White House on Sunday morning, President uh, Trump declared The United States brought the world's number one terrorist leader to justice. Abu Bakr al Baghdadi is dead. He was killed during a raid by the U.S. military in uh, Syria on Saturday. Trump says special forces chased Baghdadi. He died after running into a dead-end tunnel, whimpering and crying and screaming all the way. And the president, along with some of his... I
1: think the point of that is, for all those dead-ender ISIS guys out there, that Baghdadi was telling, you know, to fight to the last breath. Yeah. You know, keep firing off shots at the great infidel as you're as you're dying. Yeah, uh, they want to say, yeah, he ran off as a coward and, and killed himself in a in a in a corner.
2: Right. So as an example, and and to deprive him of the big scary martyr status that he's so craved. Mm-hmm. I tell you what, dude went to ground like nobody's gone to ground. He put out a brief video in April, I think it was of this year or May, something like that. He hadn't been heard from in five years. Now every teenage kid on the planet can do you a quick video from their bedroom or whatever, and it's odd that he hadn't communicated with his peeps at all.
1: Well, right. have you heard much about to what extent he was? Was he an operational leader? Because Osama bin Laden was a strategist. I mean he he was involved in in planning and talking about the you know the airlines attacking the buildings and everything like. That. Right. Did Baghdadi do any of that, or was he just the spiritual guy? Everybody knew he was out there. You know, I don't know
2: the answer to that question, really. I would I'd believe that he was some sort of operational commander as well, but I don't know. Also, well, and interestingly, Osama, when they raided his compound, found his records. It was believed by a lot of people that he'd kind of been retired. But no, he was actively engaged in leading.
1: Yeah. yeah, I said the same thing when um, uh, Obama got bin Laden. It's amazing what presidents have to deal with, how much they've got on their plate. No wonder they age the way they do. So Trump has been dealing, because he he talked about how for the last couple of weeks they were getting daily updates, they had their eyes on Baghdadi, it was about trying to figure out when to go in, get the timing just right, you know, what resources do we have in the area and all that sort of stuff. So while he's dealing with Adam Schiff and impeachment and the stock market and these rallies and all these different things, you're having a meeting every day on the plane or in the Oval Office or whatever trying to figure out is today, today we go in and get Baghdadi, which if you failed would be disastrous politically, and you could get a lot of people killed. I mean, just dealing with all that at the same time would be amazing. Oh, and I don't want to forget to throw this out there as well. Uh, Did you hear that
2: Saturday Night Live was mocking Trump as being soft on ISIS and letting them run roughshod six minutes after the White House announced that Uh. al-Baghdadi was dead? NBC chose not to interrupt Saturday Night Live with the news, so there was Alec Baldwin with his idiotic impression of Trump talking about how, uh, well, he had an ISIS member with him thanking him um, for his recent actions, even as Baghdadi was being exploded. Ironic.
0: I do want to mention happy 64th birthday, Bill Gates, and the government is awarding you with a big present. Microsoft landing a massive cloud computing services contract from the Defense Department. The Pentagon announcing the joint enterprise defense infrastructure deal. that could be worth as much as $10 billion over the next decade.
1: I don't know who came up with the idea of cloud, but it still works on me. Oh, yeah. When yeah. I hear cloud, I think, yeah. oh, all the data in the sky. Yes, no, it's certainly. in a server in a building. <laughs> just in an, a big one. In an industrial park. <laughs> exactly. That can be hacked into just like anything else.
2: Congratulations, Microsoft, in landing that account. Google passed down it because so many of their employees said, we're not going to help the Pentagon. Militaries are so mean. I don't know why we have to have militaries. Nice job, Google. You're as stupid as you are evil. Do they have attorneys? They do oh, have they attorneys. Oh, they do, yes. Uh, Michael, if you could edit that out when the show actually <laughs> airs, I'd appreciate it.
0: <laughs> All right, that's a wrap. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. That is my personal belief and merely my opinion. I want to hear more about the Baghdadi and it's trade.
1: Yes, Trump said it was like watching a movie. He was watching it unfold over a long period of time. Um... Because it lasted many hours, uh, yeah. Uh, he was watching it on a screen, like you know, we like we saw Obama and Biden and Hillary and everybody watching the uh, the the Bin Laden raid on a screen. Are, are, are there going to be pictures come out of that? I wonder. Probably, am. Yeah. Um, Trump,
0: like, Trump has just told reporters that he is thinking about making some of that video public.
1: That'd be pretty interesting yeah. to see. Yeah. Um. Obviously, you wouldn't want to give away any. Yeah, let's, tactics or equipment advantages right. we have. Let's do that cautiously, Mr. President. We can wait. Um, but I would like to know who is in the room with him. And uh, and and did he do the same sort of thing that uh Obama famously did where he went around the room and said who's a go, who's a go, who's a go, who's a, who's a no? Uh Gates was a no, the Secretary of Defense. Biden wouldn't answer. He said because I wanted to give him his uh, I want to give him my advice uh private in private, sure. yeah, that's what he claims. Yeah. Or you're uh, gutless. Or you just didn't know. Yeah. But that is notable. I, I, did Trump do the same sort of thing? Did he make the decision completely on his own? I'd be interested in that.
2: I wonder. Uh, Pompeo, I know, was a yes, but he was in Kansas
1: at an event monitoring things uh, hmm. you know, clandestinely. Um, so, you know, we'll learn more about that in the coming days, I guess. The fact that the scumbag took his kids with him yeah. as he killed himself is just, well, it shows you what kind of guy he was. Just unbelievable.
2: Yeah, yeah. Well, that is a fanatical death cult. And it is notable the extent to which there are people on the left who are going hardcore at Trump and the way he did it or who he notified or didn't notify and how it should have gone this way. And it's just, it's astounding the state of uh, American politics at this point.
1: How about that congresswoman that was in the thruple? And the nudity, and the hair brushing, and the... And
2: the bong hits, and the Nazi tattoo! <laughs> and it, it wasn't a- really a Nazi tattoo. <laughs> we have an update on that? It was a pathetic attempt to seem cool tattoo. Yeah. Which is fine. Uh, yes, <laughs> we do, and even as we chuckle, Jack, should we not feel a little guilt for that chuckling? Wow. Here's the question. Do we know what we know because of what's known as revenge porn? Oh, stay
1: tuned for that. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Should mm. we should we feel bad about ourselves for all the jokes we made last week? Probably. Uh, stay tuned. The Armstrong and Getty Show. B,
2: C, D, E,
1: F, G, H, I, J, K, L, M, N, O, P, Q, R, S, T, U, V, W, X, Y, Z. So, okay, I'm told that we've got a new alphabet. They're going to try to get started just like... Common Core math, which I can't understand even doing the simplest addition and subtraction, they're going to get a new alphabet going, and that was it. What, what's the supposed advantage of that?
0: Apparently, to clarify the LMNOP portion. I don't know that if is, kids were getting is, stuck on that. Or. That
1: is that is the confusing portion. The confusing portion. Many people did
2: spend much of their childhood believing that LMNOP was one of the
1: <laughs> one of the letters. LMNOP. Just a little too fast for the modern child, huh? Wow.
2: <laughs> Kids are very slow these days, Jack, and uh, we can't have We might
1: it. have to revisit that again later. That's uh, It's going to take a while for me to learn to sing that song. It's jarring when you first yeah. hear it. What? Yeah. what? It kind of hurt my brain. Mm. Yeah, it's
2: odd how, that, how disconnecting that is. Oh, do we have a video of the... Uh Instagram skanks flashing at the World Series. There, I mean, I, I don't need Young to see obscene breasts.
1: It's blurred out. So uh, a couple a couple of girls got seats right behind home plate for the World Series, and right during a pitch, when they knew they were on camera, they lift up their shirts, and there you go. So, oh, that's just that shocking. They've wow. been banned for being
0: American,
1: and they've been banned from Major League Baseball. There you go. So you might, of the
2: damage they've done?
1: <laughs> you may you may not have been watching the World Series. I wasn't. I don't have electricity, so. Uh, I wasn't powering my television or running my dish system. Um, I didn't see the World Series. And uh, some of you are in a hotel room because um, your, your hometown is about to be on fire in California. So I understand.
2: So you have the unique and jarring modern experience of reaching for your remote to flip the DVR back to watch that play again and realizing, wait a minute, I can't do that. Mm-hmm. But anyway, if you've had to flee your home or, or about to or whatever, God bless you, we're rooting for you. Um, it's, it's crazy, crazy times, especially in the first world. So uh, getting back to the topic of naked people, you have your uh, Congresswoman Katie Hill, D. Santa Clarita California, who has resigned for Congress after allegations that she engaged in affairs with congressional aides and a campaign staff. Um, she'll uh, take all comers, evidently, guy, gal, whatever, employee, she says in her letter to her constituents that she is stepping down with a broken heart.
1: She is... And a Nazi tattoo. <laughs> she has I'm, a broken heart and a Nazi tattoo. It's Nazi a,
2: Germany. Iron Cross, which is an attempt to look slightly dangerous somehow to whoever sees her tattoo. Which
1: fits in exactly with it being on my kid's skateboard and helmet. It's kind of... A, seems dangerous, but it's not really anything.
2: No, it's not. And it's actually a beautiful example of and and you know we're telling the truth cuz it's a democrat you know and i you know we're not as hyper partisan as a lot of people these days but um it'd be uh, we could kick her and and a lot of people who like the show would be fine with it it's as stupid as all the rest of the examples of you know expressions long time no see Well, that's actually racist against asians because it's a mockery of the way asians would. look if you have no knowledge and no intention, and nobody you know who you're speaking to has any idea of some obscure historical, you know, reality of that phrase. Well, then, no, you're not a racist, you morons. And so, if some would be slightly dangerous bisexual congress lady decides to put an iron cross on her pelvis, the fact that it was sort of kind of symbol of wartime Germany. Uh, Who cares? Who cares? What was one of the other ones that came up recently? It was just ludicrous. I don't know. There are plenty of them. But you don't mean something in a racist. Oh, that's right. I heard it the other day. Jack, you mentioned on the show the other day that uh, you'd heard if you Google anything and racism, you will get a serious scholarly article, newspaper column, whatever.
1: You can Google pretty much anything is racist. Yes, Pick a word, is racist, and you'll yep. find something.
2: Well, I believe one of the examples you threw out was, ice cream is racist. Mm-hmm. And so one of our beloved listeners, and I'd love to give them credit, I'm not sure where the email is, Google that very thing. Ice cream is racist. And they Google came, it. they came up with, immediately.
1: <laughs>
2: turkey in the straw, which is frequently the song of choice <laughs> of ice cream trucks was originally an innocent little song. I can't remember what the topic of the lyric was, but it doesn't matter. It's just, you know, turkey the straw, probably. Um, then at one point, some actor in the early 20th century recorded an incredibly racist song about, and I quote from the song Darkies and Watermelon, okay? Oof. And it was a hit, and the argument was many people became aware of that melody through the sheet music when that song was a hit. And then it went quickly back to just being turkey in the straw. But because of that dark untold history, ice cream trucks probably should not be playing that racist, racist song. Therefore, ipso facto, Your Honor... Ice cream is racist!
1: The six-year-old running from the park to the ice cream truck because the music does not know that history. But I learned this over the weekend. That's the critical part of critical race theory. That's what the word critical means. Hmm. Each one of those words means something important, and it's a long and complicated. To the lunatics who adhere to it, yes. Uh, the idea of critical uh, got started in the, think it was the 30s, around Marxism. It was the idea that... Capitalism is bad, but all these capitalists seem happy with it. They don't understand how bad it is. She so had to come up with cri- critical capitalism, I don't, critical something. But the idea is you've got to point out every single, single little instance of how capitalism is making your life bad. Mm. So you can convince people that that socialism is socialism is better. So that's how critical got started and is applied to race. So you need to come up with the ice cream thing. You need to come up with all these different little things to to make the point to people racism is in everything. That's the theory behind the word critical and how it's applied. It is interesting. So that's why there's all these nitpicking little things. You're trying to build a case, an overall case to people. Look, our society is shot through with racism. From ice cream to shoes to hats uh-huh. to TV shows to restaurants, it's all racist. Here are all the examples, and then you, you build your case. Well, I had an old hen, and
2: she had a wooden leg. Just the old, best old hen that ever laid an egg. She laid more eggs than any hen on the farm, but another little drink wouldn't do her any harm. Turkey in the hay, in the hay, hay, hay. Turkey in the straw, in the straw, straw, straw. Pick him up, shake him up, anyway at all, and hit upon a tune. doll turkey in the straw.
1: And so that song coming out of an ice cream truck is racist. Well, if you're a lunatic, yes. If you're applying critical race theory. Yeah. There you go. You learn something every day. I'll, I'll sing it for you. Hang on. Let's
2: <laughs> on. I hitched up the wagon and I drove down the road with a two horse wagon and a four horse load. And I cracked my whip. Whoop. Oh, it didn't start. there's like a little in between thing. Wouldn't expect a key change. I, wagon. I said goodbye to the wagon. Turkey and a straw turkey. All right. Whatever. Can I have a rocket pop? <laughs> I was a fudge sickle man or, or, cause it was an extra dime, I think. If I'd been, you know, caddying or mowing lawns or whatever and I was feeling flush, I'd go with the strawberry shortcake, which wow. was a fabulous multi-layered treat. Hit me with all your Choco Tacos, please. <laughs> Chocolate? We didn't have those back in the day. That's a modern, soft millennial ice cream.
1: Hey, since we've got just a little bit of time before the end of the hour, can we hear the alphabet again, the new version of the alphabet? Because I'm a little worried about this. Is it's It's like new math. It's the new alphabet. A B C D E F G with nano so no, nano. H I J K L M N. Okay, now that's where I'm lost.
2: O P
1: Q. This is totally wrong.
2: R S T U.
1: What? What are you, a Ferner? W X Y Z. Oh, okay, I, that's just you. Getting I, parents, start singing that to your little kids.
2: That's the new version of the alphabet. I went to bed often crying myself to sleep at night because of LMNOP. I couldn't understand what was going on. <laughs> thank, God, thank God they fixed hey, it. You should see my filing. Armstrong and Getty.